Oh, postpartum, that blurry, blissful time after you have your baby. But what's it really like? What can you expect? How does it really feel to bring a new baby home? Hey, I'm Chelsea, and here on The Postpartum Project, I get to talk to real moms about their postpartum experiences, because I believe that sharing our stories can help other moms feel seen and less alone. Yep, it's messy, but it's also pretty magical. Welcome to The Postpartum Project. In today's episode, I'm talking to Katie. She's a preschool teacher and a mom of one, and today she tells us about her experience with postpartum anxiety and how the shame of having these feelings that she wasn't expecting really held her back from finding support, especially from family and friends. Here's Katie's story. Hello, Katie. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, you're so welcome. So first, will you just tell us about yourself and your family? Yeah, of course. So I'm Katie. Um, I am 33 and I live in Virginia with my husband and my son, Wes, uh, Wesley. Um, And he is two and a half and we are obsessed with him. He's the coolest little kid. He's so much fun. Um, And I'm a preschool teacher, uh, which is been very interesting during COVID and I'm exhausted every day, but it's cool. It's totally worth it. And um, actually Wesley is in the twos class next to my classroom at the same school that I work at. So super. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I bet that has been wild during a pandemic. It has been really wild. In the beginning, I was really nervous about it and I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, mm. back in person in September. So before most people went back in person. Oh, okay. And I teach three-year-olds and I just wasn't sure how it was going to go, but um, my school has done a really great job at providing us with PPE. And um, actually my three-year-olds, they are amazing at wearing their masks. Like I oh. didn't think that they would be. Um, yeah. And they, just because I, you know, not because I didn't have confidence in them, but because I was like, this, this isn't really developmentally, like I don't expect them to um they are so great at it we go outside we take mask breaks and we've had no incidents in our little early childhood program no barely even a runny nose so it's kind of been amazing oh my gosh that's amazing yeah so good yeah so I would love for you to tell me about your journey toward pregnancy with Wesley and how that all happened and then your pregnancy with him tell me about that yeah for sure So my husband and I, we got married in um, 2016 and we dated for, I think we dated for like four years before that. I can't even remember. It feels like such a blur, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, we, we always knew that we wanted kids. Um, Like I said, I'm a preschool teacher, so I'm a kid person. Um, And yeah, so when we got pregnant with Wes, um, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I'll never forget, like, I, we had been trying for a little bit, and, um, and I, and, you know, I would take a pregnancy test every single month, and, you know, I was, you know, negative many times, and yeah. finally, I went, I was at Target by myself, and I had missed my period, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a pregnancy test, and I took the test by myself in a Target bathroom, and it ended up being positive, and I was like, is this 
Like the line was so faint that I actually asked a random woman in the Target <laughs> to see it. I was like, can you see this line? And she was like, yeah, I can. And I was, I like ran out of the bathroom and I was so excited. And I called my best friend and I made her swear not to tell anybody. And then I went home and I told Steve and we were just so excited. And, oh. um, you know, I, I had a pretty easy pregnancy for the for the first part of um, my pregnancy, but I ended up developing like pre preeclampsia near the end. So it wasn't full blown preeclampsia, but I was super swollen. My blood pressure was really high. Um, like I look back at like pictures of my feet and my hands during that time. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it was just, I would say the last couple of months were really not pleasant. I just, mm feel great. But I mean, all things considered, like I had a pretty smooth pregnancy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, the pregnancy was, was pretty non-eventful. Wow. Yeah. And so then how did that lead you into your birth story and what was your birth like? Yeah. So this is where it really gets interesting. So, um, I was induced because of, I had the pre preeclampsia, whatever. Um, so I was induced and I was like, I was so excited. I felt so ready because I was, you know, humongous and swollen and all those things and super uncomfortable. And I had even like designed little like gift bags for the nurses. And like, I just was really prepared. I was really excited and we got there and, um, I was, I was being induced and something was going on with Wes's heart rate mm. during the induction process. And so, you know, they were monitoring his heart rate and it kept, I don't really know what was happening, whether it was, it, I think that his heart rate was getting really high. And so the nurses, like the alarms would go off and the nurses would come running in. And I remember at one point I, um, you know, the alarms started going off and they, they, they ran in and um, they had, plot like they had put something in me to help the induction process and one of the nurses actually like had to reach in and grab it out because his heart rate was just going crazy and I just remember feeling like oh my god like this is not what I you know expected this to be and so like I didn't sleep the entire night um before before I actually ended up having him because his heart rate was going all crazy and whatever. So my husband and I didn't sleep at all the night before we had him. And then, um, you know, the next morning we got this awesome nurse who, and the nurse that I had had during the night was great too, but this nurse like really understood, she could tell that I was really nervous and I was really, really afraid and anxious. And so she was awesome. She like completely talked us through the whole thing and she finally got us through it. Um, ended up having Wes. And, um, I, I would say that like the instant that I had him and the doctor put him on my chest, like, I felt like I knew that something was not right with me. Like Mm. I just felt totally off. Like, of course, I mean, I fell in love with him the moment that I saw him, you know, but I was terrified. Like I just automatically felt like something's wrong with him. Like something is, is not right. And I was just like, I just felt this like overwhelming feeling of like something's wrong, something's wrong. And so 
you know, I had him and immediately, you know, he started breastfeeding and we like had this great breastfeeding relationship and, and everything looked fine. Like the nurses kept commenting like, wow, like his latch is really great. And, you know, you really seem like you're, you guys are bonding and you're gelling. And it was like, I just, again, fell in love with him, but I just didn't feel that way. Like I felt this extreme sense of anxiety. Mm. Um, and that was not what I was expecting, you know, like yeah. being a kid person, like somebody who had always looked forward to this moment. I was really alarmed with that feeling and I noticed it like right away. Mm. Wow. So then moving through that hospital stay and now, you know, going home, what did that look like in the first days, weeks, months, year, all of that? What did that look like moving forward with that anxiety? Did it transform? Did it stay the same? What did that look like for you? Yeah. So the first night in the hospital after he was born, I'll never forget the nurse kept saying to me, like, you need to sleep. You need to get some rest. I can take him to the nursery with me. And the idea sounded great because I was like, obviously I need sleep, but I didn't even trust the nurse, the postpartum nurse to take him to the nursery. Like I was just filled with this, like, it sounds crazy saying it out loud, but I, I really felt like if I, like he was going to die if somebody took him from me. Like I just was overwhelmed with this feeling of anxiety. Like if they take him, he's going to (laughs) die, which again, sounds ridiculous, but that's really how I felt. And um, I remember she, we did end up letting her take him. And I was in like a, like a half sleep. I was so tired that I couldn't keep my eyes open but I kept waking up, like I, I felt like every five seconds because I felt like I could hear him crying, which I couldn't because he was all the way in the nursery. Like from where I was, I couldn't hear any of the babies, but I kept waking up thinking that I could hear him crying, like the phantom crying, which mm. I know about. And so I the, the whole journey started off really rough because I didn't sleep like at all, right? So even when the nurses took him, you know, I wasn't sleeping. And then I remember like, I didn't even want to let my husband change his diaper. Like I didn't want anybody to touch him. It just was this feeling of like, if anybody touches him except for me, something is going to go horribly wrong. And I couldn't shake it. And so, you know, eventually we went home and um, it's funny because like, I look at pictures of us, like there's a picture of us you know, of me and Wes in the car for when we were bringing him home. And I'm like smiling, but you can like, it doesn't even look like me. Like you just look at my face and I look like, like I'm dreading it. And I was like, I I actually was like, I was really afraid because I was already afraid in the hospital, but at least there, like I was comforted by the fact that like we were surrounded by medical professionals. So if something happened, like, you know, we would be okay. But oh, one really important thing that happened is that before we left, you know, they do like the little, the little checkup of the baby and whatever. And um, they came in and they listened, they were like, he looks really good and everything looks fine, except he does have a heart murmur. And they said, but that's really common. A lot of newborns have it. So don't worry about it right now. Just like go to your first, you know, pediatrician appointment. And if they hear it, then, then they'll talk to you about it. But 
don't worry, it's really common. Um, so I actually, I didn't hold on to that. I actually was like, oh, it's probably fine. Like, that's probably fine. I'm just worried that he's going to randomly die. Like, I just was just anxious about everything. So anyways, we went home and the no sleeping continued. I um, just, well, he, it also didn't help that like, he did not sleep mm. as a new like anytime I tried to put him down, he was just like, <laughs> like he just was a really bad sleeper. I was a really bad sleeper and it was just like, I was breastfeeding and it was just like a recipe for disaster. So, you know, we go home. I think it was like two days later, we had his first pediatrician's appointment. And um, I like actually was feeling so awful and so bad and so anxious that I knew that I was gonna fail that little postpartum screening that they give you. So what I did was I showered, I like put on a dress, I did my hair, I did my makeup, which felt so painful, but I did it because I was like, I just wanna, like, I felt like that was the one thing I had control over. I feel like it was like, I just want them to think that I like am okay. And I was like, I don't want them to like take this baby from me. Like that's really where my mind was going. I was like, God, if they know how awful I feel, like somebody's gonna like lock me up. Like that's how crazy I felt. And so we went to the first pediatrician's appointment and um, two very big things happened there. The first was, even though I did all that, I still told the truth on the postpartum questionnaire. Like I, I just couldn't bring myself to lie on there because I knew like I was really scared about how I was feeling. And the second thing is that they heard another heart murmur. Um, they still heard the heart murmur at the pediatrician appointment. So the pediatrician, you know, was like, Hey, it looks like you have some postpartum stuff going on. Are you okay? And I like broke down and started crying. And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Like, I don't feel okay. And she was like, I'm so sorry that I almost didn't even look at this because you looked like you were so together. Like you seemed like you had everything so together. I like, I almost missed this. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. I did that on purpose. Like I didn't want anybody to think anything was going on. Um, so that happened and, you know, I ended up talking to my OB about it, um, who was really great. And after, you know, I, my, the pediatrician was like, you need to call your OB, you need to talk to your OB about this. And so I did, I called him and um, he was like, you know, a lot of moms feel this way in the beginning, like this is really common. Um, let's give it a couple of weeks, like that you're still fresh, you know, like, let's give it a couple of weeks. And if you still feel this way, we will bring you in and we'll talk about next steps. Um, and he was amazing. He actually called me, I think every day, if not every other day um, to check on me throughout those two weeks. And thank God he did because I was really, really not okay. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that was just the first few days yeah gosh yeah that was just the first few days Golly. after he was there. yeah yeah do you want me to keep yes going? please yeah I'm really curious to know 
how that shifted or if that shifted for you, what it looked like beyond those early days. Because exactly like your OB said, it's common. It's so common, but it's so not normal. Yeah. And even though it's common for many women, it does persist. And so I'm curious to know, did it persist? And what did that look like for you? Yeah, for sure. So it definitely did. And it was interesting because when my OB was telling me those things, like this is really common, we're going to continue to check up on this for the next couple of weeks. I knew in my gut, I was like, yeah, but this isn't like baby blues, you know, like I knew this is different. Um, This just, this just feels wrong. You know, like how awful I feel feels like something that's like completely out of my control and completely out of the realm of what normal is for new moms. Because I I had, I had, you know, done a lot of reading. I had taken a lot of classes, you know, to prepare myself. And I had, I had heard about baby blues and how it's really common and what that looks like. And thank God I did because I, I knew that what I was experiencing was very different. So yeah, I mean, fast forward a little bit, I, you know, ended up going back to my OB's office and um, he prescribed me medication. He prescribed me Zoloft um, and thank God he did because it made a humongous difference for me. I mean, I still like, even with the small dose of Zoloft, like after a couple weeks, um, like I still was experiencing extreme anxiety, but it like took that edge off Mm. where I felt like, okay, even though I'm feeling this way, like I can, I can do my daily tasks, right? Like I can know that maybe this feeling won't be permanent and maybe it won't be forever. Um, So again, like I wasn't, I wasn't okay, (laughs) but it, it took the edge off for me. Whereas like in those few weeks, I would say like, five weeks between when I had Wes and when I eventually got on the medication. So maybe it was like seven weeks because it took a couple weeks for it to start taking effect. Um, In that time, I was an entirely different different human being. Um, My postpartum depression really manifested with anxiety, Um, like to the point where, like I told you, at the hospital, I didn't want anybody else to take care of him because I was afraid that he would die. Like that carried over to home. Um, I felt like if I wasn't in the same room with him or like if I fell asleep, that something was gonna happen to him. Um, I also, you know, we ended up going to the cardiologist and he ended up having um, a a congenital heart disease called a VSD, which is a hole in between his left and right ventricles. And that's another story for another day, but it was very stressful in the beginning. He was having problems gaining weight. Um, They told us like, we had to be really careful for him not to get sick because he could get sicker than other babies. He's totally fine now, it resolved on its own. But those, you know, that combined with what I was going through was like a recipe for disaster. Like, because they had mentioned in passing, the cardiologist was like, so you might wanna be careful about like, you let come over you know or where or whatever because you don't want him to get sick and in my mind i internalized that as like we have to basically barricade our house like no one can come visit i can't go anywhere 
because I'm scared I'm going to pick up a germ and give it to him. Like, I mean, I, we, I isolated us like completely aside from like our parents, because I was so paranoid that he was going to get sick, which just made things, I mean, completely unbearable. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you know, once I got on the medication, things started to get better, but it was really clear that like, that was not going to be enough. Like this was not the type of postpartum that like, I take some Zoloft and like, it gets better, you know, like I, it's, I would say that, um, it took me probably about a year and a half to feel like pretty stable Mm. again. Um, and that was after, you know, therapy, working with a psychiatrist and getting on another medication. So now I'm on two medications. I'm still on them. Um, and they have like, been life-changing you know um so it has been it's been a long road he's two and a half now and I feel like I'm you know in a place where I can look back on that experience and reflect on it and you know I'm in a totally different space now like I feel like myself again but it really did it really did take about a year and a half for me to feel even close to being myself Mm. again wow that that's wild And it's crazy that, you know, you could feel that way for so long. And I'm curious, Mm -hmm. when you look back and you're reflecting, what does that feel like to look back and reflect on that time, feeling so anxious every day for so long? Honestly, like, I look, I mean, I look back on it and I'm like, I don't know how I got through some of those days, you know, like, it was the... It was, it was, it's confusing because it was one of the happiest times of my life in the sense that like, I, I had this perfect little baby that like I had always wanted and had always dreamed of. And I was completely in love and I'm completely in love with that baby. Right. But like, it was also the darkest time of my entire life. I mean, I, so it's really interesting looking back on that, like, I didn't know that it was possible to feel two emotions at the same time. And like a lot of really big things happened during that time. Like I'll never, one, one instance that I'll tell you about was I, and you know, during that time too, like, even though I was in so much pain, I was trying really hard to be like, to live with some normalcy, right? Like I really so badly, like did not want to feel as bad as I was feeling. So I would push myself out of my comfort zone probably too much to like try and um, overcome whatever was going on. So when Wes was about six months old, um, I went on a trip with my mom, my dad, my sister, Wes, And my husband couldn't come because he couldn't get off of work. And like internally, I knew that it was a bad idea because my husband has been like my greatest support system throughout this whole thing. Um, And, but I just so badly wanted to be like, yes, of course, like he's like six months old. I can go on this trip and it'll be fine. And what ended up happening was I completely lost my shit on that trip. Like I, and that was before I had actually started working with a therapist. Like I had just been on the Zoloft and was just trying to deal with it and whatever. And so, you know, the baby wasn't sleeping. 
I wasn't sleeping, my husband wasn't there, and I will never forget, there was one day that he was not napping, like I could not get him to nap, and I was so tired. And I had just gotten to this like big fight with my parents because I was so I was so sleep deprived and I just wasn't acting like myself. And I went in to my to where my sister was and I looked at her and I was like, Aaron, I just like I just want to die. I just want to die right now. And she was she like grabbed me and hugged me and she was like, Oh my God, I did not know that it was this bad. I didn't know it was this bad. And she went and she told my mom and you know. My family was incredibly supportive, um, but it took that long for me and like that big of a breakdown for me to admit to the people that cared about me the most, like how bad it was, you know? And I look back on that time and I'm like, I wish that I didn't feel so much shame about how I was feeling, right? I think like my biggest fear was that if I was honest about it, that people were gonna think that I didn't love my baby and like, I was really scared of that. I, you know, I had, and I also just like cared so much about this image. Like I had always, you know, teaching and being with little kids was such a big part of my identity that I was really afraid that if I told anybody how awful I was feeling, that they would, that I would have failed in some way. Um, So looking back on it now, I'm like, I just don't want that for any new mom, you know? Like, I don't want any mom to suffer in silence like that, you know? And again, like I said, my husband was incredibly supportive. I was completely open with him, thank God, or else I don't know what would have happened. But it really was, I felt ashamed. And when I reflect back on that, it makes me sad for myself, you know? like. But I get it. Like, I, I get why I felt that way because there's there there is a stigma. There's a stigma attached to postpartum depression and anxiety, and it's not okay. Like, I think too way too many women suffer in silence from it. I agree absolutely, and it's funny because so many of the women that I talk to on this podcast say, "Yeah, you know, I I had postpartum depression. I had anxiety. All these different things and." Many, many women, even in my personal life and people that I talk to, it's like, yeah, I never got diagnosed, but this is how I felt and it wasn't right. And it's like, gosh, the statistic is already staggering how many women are not diagnosed, you know? So it's so crazy that, you know, women are out there feeling this way and suffering in silence because they're ashamed and worried and all of this. It's just wild. It is. It is. And I, I think I really do feel honestly, like social media plays a a part in this, right? Like I remember feeling like death and feeling like I hate every second of this, but scrolling through social media in the middle of the night while I was breastfeeding and reading these like freaking mom blogs where they're like, oh, this blissful newborn experience and looking at like these newborn pictures of their families. And I, I truly felt like no one has ever felt like I'm the only person that like hates this. Like I hate the newborn experience. I love my baby, but this is like my worst nightmare. And I felt like nobody else felt that way. You know, come to find out like a lot of my friends that I've spoken to are like, Oh yeah, I felt that way. I just didn't want to say, and I'm like, 
Like, where were we all? You know, why can't we be more honest about this? And so, like, once I started to feel like myself again, I really made a promise to myself that I was going to be vocal about this and be vocal about what I went through because it's not right that there's such a stigma attached to it. It's just not right, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I completely agree. Oh, so with all that said, I'm curious if you have any words of wisdom or little nuggets for other moms, especially other moms who are feeling, who are in it and feeling so anxious. What would you tell them? What would be your words of wisdom for them? I think most of all, like remembering that your happiness does have to come first. Like I think a lot of moms once they have their kids, you know, that your natural instinct is to put your children and your, and your babies first, right? That's what we all want to do. But the reality is if you're not okay, your kids can't be okay either, you know? And, um, and that we need to take care of ourselves first and foremost. And I, and I wish that like that had been, that had been, you know, drilled into me more. Like I, I really felt like I had to do all these things. Like I had to breastfeed on demand. I had to, you know, be up all night. Like I had to, you know, I just, I just really made a lot of sacrifices that like, I guess we're, we're good for West, but like, weren't great for me, you know, like breastfeeding was really hard. And like, I put myself through hell for a year and didn't didn't really enjoy it you know it caused me a lot of pain it caused us both like I think it caused us both a lot of anxiety if I'm being honest you know and I really forced it because I felt like if I didn't do that I wasn't putting him first and like that's just not true so that's just my long-winded way of like saying that our happiness as new moms not even our happiness just like our well-being has to come first you know and that the well-being of our babies will follow. Like that's inevitable. If we take care of ourselves and take care of our mental and physical health, then like we're going to be better equipped to take care of our babies and take care of our kids. Um, and I think, you know, the other piece of wisdom that I have is like asking for help is actually a sign of strength, not a not a sign of weakness. Um, it's really brave to ask for help as a new mom from, you know, and there's a lot of people who want to help. I mean, I can't say that, you know, maybe not everybody is in that position where like, there's a ton of people that are able to help her. I was very fortunate that I did have a lot of people who wanted to help. um, But I didn't accept that help a lot of the time, like, because I, I felt like that would mean that I was weak. And it's, it's just not true. Um, asking for help and accepting help is, is a sign of strength and is really important. Um, and then I guess the last thing is do not believe what you see on social media. It's not true. If, if you see a new mom that looks like she's got her shit together, it's bullshit. It's not true. <laughs> I agree. It's just not true. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, so before we go, I'd love to know what motherhood looks like for you now, two and a half years later that you're feeling more yourself, all that good stuff. What's it feel like for you now? 
I mean, it feels awesome. Like I can truly say that I do love most minutes. <laughs> I definitely am like, I'm a toddler mom, you know, like I love the toddler stage. We're having a blast. He is cracking me up every day with the things that he says and the things that he's learning. Newborn stage, not for me. Toddler stage, love it. I'm having a blast. And, you know, now with like seeking the help that I did and accepting the support that I have, um, it's, it's really good. Like, and that's the truth, you know, it's, even if it's messy, which most days it's messy, even if it's stressful, most days it's stressful. Like I, I really am loving this and, Mm. um, we're just in a really good place. And I, I, Honestly, if you had asked me that when he was two months old, six months old, 11 months old, like, and I, and I was able to sit, like, tell myself, when he's two and a half, you're going to be in a really good place, I promise. I would have been like, that's not true. Like, I would have never believed it, you know? And the only reason that it is that way is because I got the help, you know? If I didn't get the help, I don't think it would look this way. But, um, but yeah, it, motherhood now looks like a lot of... Um, a lot of negotiating, a lot of <laughs> talking about big, strong feelings and emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Relate. <laughs> I can. I can. I have a two and a half year old as well. <laughs> oh, my God. It's real. The big emotions are real. <sighs> yeah, man. It's yeah. real. <laughs> Oh, Katie, thank you so, so much for sharing your story. This was amazing. I'm so thankful to you for sharing this with other moms who might feel completely alone in these feelings. Like we need folks like you to be able to say like, yep, hey, I'm here. It was me too. And you're not alone and it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you. And thank you, listener. If you enjoyed this story as much as I did, subscribe, give us a rating and share with your friends. It really helps other folks find this podcast and feel seen and less alone.